Pulpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome in. I am Chris Kiefer and you have entered into the wonderful world of the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. You guys want to do some shopping? Go to RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the premier shopping destination for all of us. They are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and, of course, street bikes, those guys that split traffic on the 15, which are crazy. But if you are one of those guys, they have parts for you, too. Uh, low prices, unparalleled customer service, free. That's right, free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there. But first, go to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner. And if you guys do do that, that gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing, helps us out on the back end, lets them know that you like this show, and it just keeps it up and moving, and then just helps me, helps my wife, helps my kid. Um, if you guys appreciate what we do, we don't really uh, ask for anything uh, from you guys. Or we have a, It's a basically a free service over here at keyforinktesting.com. But if you guys are shopping over at Kiefer Inc., then we would appreciate it. That would be great. Because when you do shop over at Kiefer Inc., that means you're going to Rocky Mountain, and that helps us out. So thank you guys for uh, doing that. And if you haven't, we'd appreciate it if you would. And if you guys want to do some great gear shopping, fxrracing.com, use the KKMX35 code to save 33, no, 30%, not 33%. KKMX35 saves you 30% over at fxrracing.com. Helium line, Revo, Podium, um, the new 2022 gear is here. And I've heard that they just got in stock, so they will be shipping here, and today is the 27th, the 28th, um, so a lot of those orders that haven't been filled yet are uh, going on now. Let me just tell you, gear stock is a nightmare everywhere you go. I, I know people at Fox, I know people at Fly, and uh, it's tough right now. You guys have been buying up a bunch of gear. Uh, this pandemic has uh, raised the level of dirt bike sales, gear sales, everything, so that's a great thing, but you got to be a little bit patient, which I understand, but... Uh, go try fxrracing.com and uh, get yourself some gear. And if you guys have any questions about the gear, you can always hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I'm happy to help. And last but not least, Racetech, racetech.com, sending these guys a set of suspension for our 450MX shootout. Uh, if you guys know what we're doing, we're going to probably do this in the end of November. Uh, different suspension, handlebars, grips, um, muffler system, and gearing. And Racetech is going to help us out on a couple bikes. So uh, go over there. Go to Racetech.com. Get your suspension uh, serviced or revalved. Get some gold valves. Or if you want even some engine mods, they do that. You guys want a Vortex ECU. Andrew over there does do that. And, of course, you guys want to save some moolah. Sales at Racetech.com. Use the word Kiefer. And they'll get a little slice off of your order. And that helps out a lot. Um, and also, new to our little show here, 
I know some of us get hurt a lot. Uh, even if you're not a moto guy, you guys want MRIs. Uh, you're in Southern California. Mission Imaging. Robert Kong over there, he owns Mission Imaging. He is an avid motorcycle enthusiast. He has jumped on board with us to save us some money if we have to go get an MRI. Let me just tell you something. I had to get two of them recently on my knee, and Robert got me in ASAP. He does take insurance, but also um, if you don't want to wait for your insurance like I did because I don't want to have to get, uh, oh, yeah, let me call your insurance. It'll be a week and make an appointment. No. I went there and paid 350 bucks. boom, same day, got my MRI, then I can go to my doctor, get my surgery. So um, he hooks it up over there. So Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. Mention my name that you heard from the Kiefer Tested Podcast, and uh, they will get you in, get your MRI done, and they use a Tesla 3.0. So if you guys are worried about imaging and what kind of um, – uh, pictures they do take and what machine they have. It's a Tesla 3.0. It's one of the best ones out there. So, um, yeah. So if you guys want an MRI or need one, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. And we can't forget all our other sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper 60, Oregon Old Timers Association, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop, Plum Creek Funding, and Blood Lubricants all on board with us today. And this show... Today, 2022 FC 450. This is not going to be one of the most exciting shows, but you, if you are a Austrian bike lover, that's right. I know it's Swedish, but if you are an Austrian bike lover, steel frame lover, uh, this is uh, this may be a show that you want to listen to. So uh, maybe if you're wondering why should I pick a Husqvarna, and oh, let me just tell you, say this real quick. I have been wrong by saying the name. I, people have been pointing this out to me. And God forbid if I fuck something up, which I do a lot, trust me, it's not Husqvarna, it's Husqvarna. It's tough to not put an A in between the Q and the V. I understand that. I know I don't spell it that way, but it's tough to pronounce it that way. Husqvarna. So if you want one, I mean, you want to know some more information, this is what it's all about, FC450. Nothing has changed, people. This is going to be a short show. <laughs> Let me just tell you. There is not a lot of changes, a lot. And I mean by a lot, I mean by only graphic scheme, okay? Uh, they did not do nothing to the machine. They didn't do nothing to the suspension. So if you guys want to know settings, I have all of that over on keyforinktesting.com. But if you guys are new to this podcast and you may be new to the motorcycle world and you're thinking about getting a Husqvarna FC450, I'm going to tell you what it's like to ride what makes it different from a KTM, and maybe what makes it different from a gas gas. So let's start with there. If you guys um, already know this, bear with me, and uh, we'll continue on. But so the FC450 obviously has a composite um, subframe. It has a different swing arm and a different muffler and different handlebars and, of course, different suspension internal settings. It is 10 millimeters lower to the ground via fork and shock than the KTM, okay? So if you are a shorter guy, which I have experienced a lot of other dudes that uh, lately that have been short and they got the Husqvarna just for that reason, it does help. And there is some differences on the track, which we will go over in the suspension portion of this show, but uh, those are the differences between the orange bike and the white bike. Now, at one point in time, two years ago, I did buy 
a Husqvarna FC450. Why? Uh, because I like the way the power was delivered over the KTM. The KTM uh, has a little bit more bottom end and a little less top-end pull than the Husqvarna. So that's one of the reasons why I bought an FC450, just because it was a smoother, smoother roll-on power and really easy to ride. And I actually never owned one, so I wanted to be something... Uh, a little bit uh, different, a little bit more exciting for me, right? So uh, recently just had a chance to ride the 2022. Again, no changes, nothing big, uh, nothing really going on between the 21 and the 22. So if you go to keferinktesting.com, under that search bar, just click on 2021 Husqvarna FC 450 baseline settings, and this will come up. Uh, my buddy Joe Aloff and I, uh, collaborated on this. Joe used to race Supercross, and uh, we ran the stock stuff for a, a long time before he got his air fork revalved from Pro Circuit. Uh, but nonetheless, we have some information up there for you that will work on the 2022 uh, edition, and you can see what uh, basically what we have. So, also, I'm going to go over a little bit of uh, some modifications that you can do that I've experienced that do that does help this bike a little bit and a little bit of durability and, of course, a little bit of performance. We will go over that. Um, but if you guys can find a 2021 FC450, I would recommend getting that bike over a 22 if it saves you some money. I know it's probably tough to find some, but if you guys do save yourself some money, get the 21, and then uh, live your life and maybe use that money that you saved on some modifications or suspension revalve or whatever. So uh, overall engine character of the FC 450 for me, again, comes on smoother, has less vibration than a KTM. Um, I think that has something to do with the handlebars and maybe the composite frame, the subframe. But for me, that's one of the things I learned really quick when I hopped back and forth between the orange bike and the white bike and even the red bike I think the red bike, which is the gas gas, if you guys are wondering, not the Honda, uh, the gas gas vibrates less than the KTM as well. But for me, uh, the Husqvarna just has less harmonics going through it, through my feet from the pegs. Uh, it's it's hard to explain over the radio here, but for me, uh, when I spool up the KTM engine, as the higher revs go up, right, I'm getting up to nine, ten thousand RPM. There's a lot of vibration through my feet and my hands. With the Husqvarna, it, I don't really have that. So I think that has something to do with the subframe as well as because they come with ProTaper handlebars, which is huge. You guys know that ProTaper is one of my advertisers, but I also uh, I would purchase those bars regardless if they were on the show or not because of the anti-vibration uh, dampening qualities that it has and as well as just uh, it just flexes more than a Renthal fat bar or... Um, an ODI bar. I just found out the Pro Taper just flexes really good. Um, so the overall experience for me, roll-on throttle is delivered really smooth. I do feel like uh, it has a little bit of a different uh, mid-range pulling power. I feel like it has more RPM response in the mid-range than the KTM. And then it pulls a little bit farther on top than the KTM as well. So for me, I would like uh, to have the KTM pull a little bit farther, but the Husqvarna does do that for me. And the thing that I noticed between the KTM and the Husqvarna as well is I can shift sooner on the Husqvarna rolling out of a corner from second to third than I can a KTM, and it won't fall off as much for whatever reason. 
Um, the Both of these stock mufflers, the Husqvarna and the KTM, are really good. But the Husqvarna's muffler is just, I think, gives this bike, this engine, more mid-RPM response. And for me, that is great, especially on tracks like Glen Helen when I'm trying to arc my corners and I need a little bit more pickup to maybe hopefully run third gear in some of these sweepers. The Husqvarna does that really good. I like that. Um, and top end, I can let it eat in second gear farther than the KTM because it has more overrev. Again, maybe that has something to do with the, the airbox, the subframe, and the muffler, but I just feel like it just pulls a little bit farther from gear to gear. The KTM is really good on the front side from bottom to mid, and for me, the mid-range to top end on the Husqvarna just seems to pull a little bit farther. So it just depends where you want your power, right? So the reasons why I chose a Husqvarna, or maybe I would choose a Husqvarna, is if I wanted to have a little bit more of a linear low-end feel, I wanted to maybe get a little bit less fatigue, and even though the KTM is really smooth, the Husqvarna is even smoother down low. I'm talking maybe between six to 8,000 RPM, and that's pretty low in the RPMs when you're rolling corners, and even further than that, like if I was in the 5,000 RPM mark, I still think it's it's smoother roll-on power. So if you guys are scared of 450cc power, and you're thinking, ah, I can't decide between a 450 and a 350, this FC450, I almost call it at times, it feels like a 400 down low. It's like it splits the difference between a 350 and a KTM 450. It's in between there on the low end. And then it comes to life later on um, down the curve. So I do like that. I first, I'll take you back a little bit. So I rode Paul Parabinos. He's uh, obviously the Renthal brand manager now. He owned a Husqvarna before he was on Cowies. And I rode his bike out in the hills. I have a, you know, obviously tracks by my house. And it rained and all of us went riding. And I got a chance to ride his bike. And I was on a KTM. And then uh, I flipped over to his bike and all it had was a stock bike with an fmf system on it and i couldn't believe how much easier it was to ride when the track was rough and this track was rough uh it was just man it was just easier to control i can roll out of corners i can shift early and for me i like that feeling when the track gets rough if the track is tacky ruddy that ktm power is nice i like that because it's a little bit more exciting low low rpm feel right so um, when the track does get rough, and I've said this on other podcasts before, I almost prefer an FC 450. So I like that. And I also like that there's less vibration. Um, if you ever come off of a Japanese bike and you hop on one of these steel frame bikes, you're going to notice vibration right away. You're like, holy shit. Can't believe how much it vibrates. So, uh, yeah, so there is that. And I, and I like that. But besides... You know, and I, and I guess I'm kind of I'm trying to explain to you guys. I'm splitting hairs, but for me, I can notice it a lot, uh, just because I ride these bikes a ton. But for me, um, the rougher the track, I still would prefer an FC 450. And when I bought one, I really liked it a lot. I only got to put like 25 hours on her before I sold it. Um, I had some other things I had to to do and get, and we needed money, so I sold it. But man, that was a that was a fun time having that bike, and I wish I could have hung on to it a little bit longer because I would have liked to race it, especially with some of the specs I've come up with now on some WP Pro components and things. Like I would have liked to use that on the Husky because it already has a different feel, a softer feel, the chassis itself for me, 
And to add some of these pro components, I think it would it would create a different feeling than I do when I get on my KTM and have them on. So, um, so let's talk about the suspension. Recommended for me, this is my setting that I like. Uh, this is what I run after you break it in. So I'm 175 pounds now. Oh, my God, I'm getting big. I'm getting fat. Whew. I uh, took a little vacation. I gained five pounds. Man, I'm getting old. Uh, so if you're anywhere between 170 to 185 in that area, this is a good setting. Uh, but for sure, break in your suspension. It's going to take you six hours to do that with this. I've said this on other podcasts. Six hours, AER fork, and this WP shock takes a little bit of time to seat, to break in. Um, a different feeling than spring uh, fork on Japanese bikes. So just know it might feel a little bit harsh and stiff at the beginning. So if you have your new bike and you're pushing it up and down on it in the garage and the fork and it's new, you're going to be like, holy shit, thing doesn't even move. That's, that's normal. Don't freak out. Okay. Uh, air fork pressure for me, 11.1 bar. The compression at 13 clicks and the rebound at 15 out. Now, if you're going to go to a hard parts triple clamp or a ride engineering split clamp, these are the split clamps, you know, that come on the factory editions. Uh, oh, sorry, five millimeters of fork height too. Keep it at five millimeters, even with the, the different triple clamps. Air pressure 11.1, compression 12 clicks out and rebound 13 clicks out. That is with, it's just a slight different feeling with those triple clamps. So I would recommend um, that. 13 clicks out on the rebound, compression 12 clicks out, and still keep that air pressure at 11.1 bar. And I just noticed it gives a little bit of softer feel, a little bit more lean angle traction, so run that setting. Uh, I will say that triple clamp stock is pretty stiff and rigid. So if you if you guys are riding your Husqvarna's, uh, even an FC250, and you're wondering, man, I don't have a lot of lean angle traction. It's a little bit harsh in the corner. Or when I start my lean, I get a little bit of deflection. That's in your triple clamp. That triple clamp is stiff, and it will cause a little bit of deflection and harshness, so you want to go to a split clamp. I'm not going to sit here and tell you which way to go because, honestly, the hard part or the factory edition clamps and Adrian's ride engineering clamps are almost identical in feel. Maybe just decide on which one looks better. Uh, I do like Adrian's uh, one-piece bar mount system. I do like that versus the stock Husqvarna KTM bar mount because those things bend and... Uh, it's just, yeah, they bend too easy and they twist and I just, it's a nightmare. Sometimes I don't even crash and I notice that the mount is a little bit twisted inside the clamp. So going to a one-piece bar mount clamp does help and it doesn't cause any more rigidity. Uh, going to the shock, I run my sag about 103 millimeters. Uh, low speed compression, 8 out. High speed comp, 15 out. And rebound, 12 out. Um I noticed with this shock on the Husqvarna as well, obviously we're dealing with 10 millimeter lower setting. Uh, so this setting is a little bit different. If you guys are taller and you're using the Husqvarna, maybe go up to a sag of 101 millimeters, go up two millimeters, and that will help out. But anywhere between 5.11 and 5.8, uh, use about 103 millimeters of sag. That will get you uh, to where you need to be. Okay, so... I do notice, even though this thing is lowered in the rear, mostly is where I notice it in the rear. I don't really notice it in the front. Uh, I do bottom out. It feels empty on high-speed compression. So if you guys do notice that, you may have to go to a stiffer shock spring if you're over 185 pounds. I know some of my buddies, uh, one of my buddies, Vaj, 
he had one, and he had to go up one spring rate. So that is something that you guys need to look at, really hone in on, okay? Um, the shock is a little bit more difficult to find a great setting for versus uh, an orange KTM over there because of it's it's a little bit lower. And where I do like this lower setting, okay, obviously if you're short, short inseam, it's going to help you, okay? You can probably maybe uh, touch the ground or um, feel more comfortable with a Husqvarna versus a KTM. But I do like the fact that side-to-side movement, so if you're changing directions real quick or if you need to cut down from a blown-out rut or a berm, the Husqvarna does that a little bit better because of the lower center of gravity. That's what I feel like. Um, is it a huge difference? No. But is it something that I can feel? Yes. So it is a benefit for me to make the bike feel a little bit more maneuverable slash lighter. So I do like that. Uh, I will say it is more difficult to set up for track to track just because of that lower shock setting. But then again, you guys, uh, I'll let you guys be <laughs> the judge of that for yourselves. But for me, when I went to Glen Helen, they went to Paula, they went to State Fair, I do have to click around on the shock to really hone in on where it's comfortable. So um, eight out, one point five, eight out in low speed, one point five out in high speed, and rebound twelve is that's a good Glen Helen setting for me. Now, if I go to a track that has more jumps and a little bit more jumpy and a little bit tackier dirt, I go to a high speed compression of one out and a rebound of eleven and low speed compression at seven. So just a little bit stiffer to hold that rear up for me because I hate it when I hit a face of a jump at speed and I just feel like a bam, like it's just empty on the high speed. I get that a lot with the Austrian WP shocks. Even on the Husqvarna, uh, a lot on the Husqvarna, a little bit uh, less on the KTM. And for me, the gas gas is the same way. Like I feel like it's just empty. Like they need some more high speed dampening on that shock to keep it up. Something real quick that I want to mention too, and then this is and this is concerning all Austrian bikes. If you guys ever feel like it's low in the rear, uh, acceleration coming out of corners. I always had this sensation about the KTM, the Husqvarna. Like no matter what I did, I always felt ass in low on acceleration. Uh, I had to go to Mark at REP Suspension. We uh, we worked together on a few projects, and he came up with a one millimeter longer shock shaft. And that helped me really balance the bike out a lot. So if you guys are looking for that, more so on the KTM side, not so much on the Husky side, but if you're looking for, or on the Gas Gas, because uh, the Husqvarna shock is a little bit different, but if you're looking for a little bit higher rear-end feel, uh, there is a longer shock shaft available, which really helps out the Austrian bike. So that's just something I was thinking about when I was talking about the Husky, even though it has a lower 10-millimeter setting. Uh, for me, it always just feels ass and low on all the bikes, not just the Husqvarna. So, um, yeah, it's just something to be noted and something that I played around with that I liked. Overall chassis feeling, the bike corner is wonderful. Like I said, I think side-to-side movement is is better than the KTM and the Gas Gas. Uh, it leans in nice. Once you break in your fork, you will have lean angle traction. This AER fork does have some lean angle traction. Not as good as a spring fork, but it does have some comfort. I will say this about the Husqvarna fork. For whatever reason, I feel like there's less rigidity in the mid-stroke of the Husqvarna AER fork versus the KTM. 
uh, I was tripping out one day. I had to go back to back to really feel it. And I was like, man, I really feel like the Husqvarna has some more compliancy in the mid-stroke versus the KTM. So it freaked me out so bad that I went back another day, total different day, had to go back and retry this. And just recently I did it on my 22 KTM 450 and then this one and noticed that, yeah, uh, I'm at like 6.7 hours on this Husqvarna now, and I feel like the mid-stroke comfort is just, uh, if I can use the word supple, has a little bit more suppleness, a little bit more comfort uh, within the mid-stroke. And, man, it is, uh, geez, it does feel a little bit different, especially when the track goes to shit. Uh, where I mostly feel it is when you're on throttle, lean angle, trying to cut across some bumps, and you're a little bit low in the front. Uh, so I'm trying to paint you guys a picture if you guys are driving or whatever. So, uh, let's say you guys are wanting to go wide and then cut into the inside of a corner. I do feel like when you're cutting across some of those bumps and you're litting off, the KTM has a little firm feel in the midstroke. The Husqvarna has more lean angle traction. I feel like I have more tire contact patch. It feels spring-ish, has more of a spring-ish feel in that midstroke than the KTM fork. So that's something to be uh, to be noted on the on the Husqvarna. But overall, I do feel like it has more stability than the KTM because it is lower. Again, more maneuverability. It's tough to do because it's you think, hey, I'm getting more maneuver maneuverability. I'm going to get less straight um, straight line traction. That's not the case. I feel like straight line traction is better. Rear wheel traction from the throttle is also better than the KTM. So there are some big differences and some positives to the white bike versus the orange bike. I just like low-end power, and that's why sometimes, well, I would say most of the time, I prefer the KTM lately than the Husqvarna. To wake the Husqvarna up, you can uh, call Jamie over at Twisted. He has an exhaust flange. They'll give you some more bottom end, and that'll make it feel more KTM-ish, and uh, that will help that situation out. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're going to take a little break, get these commercials in, and, of course, listen to them because, hey, there's discounts. Check it out. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper 8 and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dumb sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. 
You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer. Get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes, they do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 Four six eight five Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Keyforink Testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. Look at you guys. You guys made it through. So proud of you. Thank you for listening. 
And, of course, if you have any questions about our advertisers, hit me up. I'm happy to help you out. Back with the show. Ergonomically, I would say they're very similar to the KTM and the Gas Gas. The Husqvarna feels a little bit wider in the shroud area. So the shroud area is a little bit fatter in the midsection. And I do notice that when I lift my leg up. And uh, I will say that the way the shroud bends over the top on the Husqvarna, I don't catch my leg or my pant in deep ruts like I do on the KTM. So the Husqvarna is a little bit more seamless feel when you lift your leg up. I do like that. Uh, the seat feels the same. Overall, I, I said about the bars, the bar has more comfort. Uh, I do feel like the Husqvarna band is a little bit flatter and lower. I would personally like to have a little bit taller bar mount with that bend. Um, so that is something to be noted. I do cut the bars down to 803. The bars are a little bit wide on the Husqvarna, so if you guys are having trouble cornering, uh, people say, oh, you have more leverage when you have a wider bar. Mm, not necessarily. I cut mine down in between 803 to 806 is like the magic window to have good stability and cornering. So um, 803 to 806 is where you should cut it down to. And if you guys are wondering, and I talk about this this throttle all the time, the throttle cables on Husqvarna's gas gases and KTMs, they wear out in 20 hours for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the Teflon or the nylon or whatever they use inside there. I just feel like my throttle is hard. And you guys could say, oh, it's the plastic tube. It's dirty. Okay, you take the plastic tube off. You clean the bar. You sand it down, make it nice and smooth, a little bit of WD on there. If you do that, sometimes I don't, um, to see if it gets buttery, like smoother. It doesn't. The cables uh, just wear out. So... Here are some options for you. Obviously, you can get some new cables. No big deal. Um, but I use a, a company called ZRT. I stumbled across this guy. Uh, he's based out of, you know, Massachusetts. Um, it's an aluminum throttle tube. I'm not huge fans of aluminum throttle tubes because of rigidity feel, but this tube is so smooth and easy to use. It makes your throttle feel buttery all the time. Really easy to use. Gives you more feeling to your throttle to your rear wheel, and it's bulletproof. There is some setup. It is expensive. I'm just going to warn you guys. Uh, an expensive throttle is like 165 bucks for a throttle tube. Uh, you do have to cut your bar a half inch to put the throttle tube on, so there are some caveats to this thing, but it'll last you the length of your bike, and you will have a buttery smooth throttle for the length and the lifetime of your machine. So depending how, how much that is important to you, uh, it's just something that I've been using and, and I like. I told you about the exhaust flanges. That is one thing. Um, ride engineering and, of course, the factory clamps are an upgrade. And I always talk about how you can use an air filter cage from a two-stroke. Uh, the part number is 504-060-16000. If you guys are running around you need that part number, so this air filter cage doesn't come with a screen. It's a two-stroke cage. You will get some more throttle response with that. Again, part number 5040-601-6000. That's the part number you want. You get it. You slap it in, and you get a little bit more throttle response. No, you're not going to burn your bike down. I've never seen one backfire and burn up. So if it happens, don't yell at me or sue me. I've never seen it happen. Never seen it. Uh, rear brake pedal springs will break. You can go to a fast company rear brake uh, return spring, which uh, eliminates that piece, or you can just go get a Honda uh, brake pedal spring with a little condom over there. That helps. 
the condom is like a little rubber boot that goes around the spring. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. And, of course, FMF 4.1 full exhaust system. That increases a little bit more mid-range to top end. So really enhances that Husqvarna uh, Special, that I like to call it. Yeah, it's a little bit better than the KTM, but this will increase that and give you some more response and just make it more meaty sounding. Sounds really nice. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can put T4 race fuel in it. You can go to a Dunlop MX3S front tire. Yes, Dunlop MX3S front tires are available. That'll give you some more leaning, lean angle traction. Something else that I wanted to note too, that I didn't uh, talk to you guys about. Some of you guys may know, but Husqvarna was on Magura for a while, uh, clutches and brakes, but they went to Brembo. I was a fan of the Magura hydraulic clutch, actually. I thought it was a little bit more linear, had uh, a better feel, but the Brembo was a little bit on-off, the clutch. So Husqvarna is the same as KTM now, so now they're using um, Brembo components. Brakes are excellent. I mean, once you have Brembo brakes and you come off something else, it's just something about it. It's really good, man. Like I uh, I rode KTM and Husqvarna today, and... I was riding a Honda and a Yamaha the other day, and I was like, God, this is something that I love. Right when the first lap, I start using those brakes, and I'm like, God, it is a great feeling to have some Brembo brakes. And you can do that on a Yamaha. There is a, a an article over on my site that you can put Brembo stuff on a Yamaha to make it feel really good. I haven't done that in a year or two, and I need to go back to doing that, especially on my race bike. I would love to put a Brembo on on a Yamaha or something, but I've been riding the KTM a lot lately, and I think I'm going to race that more. Only reason why I'm not on a FC 450 is just the KTM is readily available, and sometimes um, our media guy, you know, that we use for KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, sometimes they don't have enough of Gas Gas and Husqvarna's, and they have more of KTM, so I get to keep those units longer. So that's the only reason. So some of you guys ask, why aren't you racing a Husqvarna then if you like it so much? Well, some of these manufacturers only allow a, a certain amount of time for me to use the bike. So Yamaha is usually really good about a long period of time for use. KTM has them. Uh, Kawasaki is really good about that as well. And uh, Honda is also really good. So if you guys wondering, like, well, how come you ride certain bikes more than the other? Well, sometimes i got to hurry up and do what I can with the units that I have for the length of time that I have them. Um, so that is tough. But, man, the Husqvarna FC450 is a great bike. If you guys are wondering, um, maybe thinking, hey, I don't think I can handle a 450 power. I'm 200 pounds, haven't ridden in a little while. I think an FC450 is really good. And don't be scared off by air forks because you can dial them in. There are companies out there like Racetech, REP, that I have used that have good air fork uh, settings. Uh, my son... He's on a KTM. He has air fork on his bike. I recently just purchased him some pro components, which is spring fork, but he has no complaints on air fork. So uh, I've been on air on my Yamaha. I've been on PSF1 KYB on my Yamaha, and I really like it. So there are some positives. It's not as much hate as uh, I once had for air forks. I'm coming around a little bit. Am I all bought in? No. But you can work with it. That's what I'm trying to say. Because sometimes I get back to you guys in email. You're like, I would love to have a KTM and a Husqvarna, but I'm scared of the air fork. I understand. I get it. 
There is some help out there that will help you get more comfortable with it. It is a different feeling, but you ride it more, and there's some things that you can appreciate about an air fork. You can push an air fork and over jump, under jump, and be more aggressive with an air fork versus a spring fork, just the way the dampening curve is. So there are some positives to it. Yes, sometimes lean angle traction isn't there, especially in area two to three of the corner, but uh, there's lots of positives that you guys can take away from the air fork. So just know that don't let that deter you from buying a machine. If the other, if everything about the machine is is great, you know, let's say like the motor's good, the chassis is good, the ergonomics are good, and you're worried about a fork, I, I wouldn't let that deter you at least on not on this bike. Uh, let's say like the Kawasaki, uh, the Showa SFF Air, that was a nightmare. That was fucked. Fubar, that's a Fubar fork. I would have told you that at the beginning. I, uh, I know I did some reval with Racek, and it made it a little bit better, but it's still FUBAR. Tough to work with. Not the greatest fork. So WP has done a lot to this AER fork. They're committed to it. If you guys are asking me, are they going to change? Are they still going to have this for the new factory edition that's coming up? Yes, they're still going to have an air fork. No, they're not going to have an air shock. So you guys don't have to worry about that. But... There will be a factory edition 450 and 250 on both sides, Husqvarna and KTM. Might be letting the cat out of the bag, but nonetheless, um, that will be happening. I can't tell you what it's gonna, what's going to be on it, but there will be 250, 450 factory editions on the white and the orange side. There also will be a, a green one that will be announced probably next week. You guys are listening to it uh, a little early. Uh, look for a KX450 factory edition as well and no it's just not monster graphics there's some really significant changes so that is exciting and you know what that's directly from that's directly from ktm ktm started this they forced other brands to do it huskavarna is on that as well so they're all attached i don't care the brand ktm doesn't like being uh attached to huskavarna but you guys know that they are the gas gas brand same thing um they try to market it different but let's face it Almost the same bike, a little bit different feel on the track, like we mentioned. But this is the reason why other manufacturers are trying to think outside the box, do different stuff. It's directly because of the Austrian brand. And whoever, I mean, I would never have thought this would happen. When I tested for them in 2003 to 4, 05, a piece of shit. It was horrible. I mean, I remember going to shootouts, and Tom Moen, the representative of KTM, he just kind of knew that they were going to get last. Like, he's like, why am I even here? You guys are going to rate them last anyway. You know, so it's just, yeah, they've come a long way. They forced other people to do better work, and directly that affects us consumers, gives us better bikes. Yes, the prices will go up. You guys can argue that on another vital forum. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it gives us better machines regardless. I mean, my buddy at a Honda and he spent $14,000 on it. I, I'm out. I'm not spending fourteen k on a motorcycle. So you can guarantee on that. If you guys have any questions about the Husqvarna FC450, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com. Um, something I didn't cover here, maybe gearing. You guys are looking at to do some gearing changes. Uh, I'm on 1349 as of right now. I go back and forth between that and a 1452 or 53. Uh, on tighter tracks, I go to a 1453 because it helps the chassis on acceleration bumps 
and it's a little bit of a, a taller gear so I can get into third gear or maybe keep it in third gear. So if you guys want to use third gear more and help your rear end feel, go to a 1453. Uh, some of you guys are wondering if the KTM chain slack and rear axle measurements the same. No, they are not. Uh, with the subframe and the different swing arm on the Husqvarna, I run my chain slack at 60 millimeters. And then I run my rear from the pivot bolt, swing arm pivot, to the rear axle. You guys are measuring that center line swing arm pivot to center line rear axle. I'm at 600 mil. You guys get it within a mil or two, no problem. But the KTM's a little bit shorter at at 5.95, and then the Husqvarna for me is a little bit longer. And that has directly something to do with the feel and, of course, having that different swing arm. There's a lot of things going around about KTM guys using Husqvarna swing arms for comfort. So there's something there. And I need to learn more about what the differences are between the KTM and the Husqvarna swing arms, but there is significant differences. And I think, don't quote me on this, I'm pretty sure Husqvarna swing arm is a little bit softer. I don't know if it's laterally or what, but it is a softer, for sure a softer feeling on the track. A little bit less rigidity. So cough that up, whatever you want. Um, as always, support our advertisers, support the show. We'll be back next week. We're going to do some uh, 250 stuff here, some interesting stuff coming on over at keyforingtesting.com as well as RacerX. I'm going to shoot out a little mini shootout before the shootouts. going to do a pre-shootout before the shootouts. Uh, YZ250F and CRF250R. You guys have been up my ass about that, so we're going to do it. We're going to get these bikes. And we're going to ride them back-to-back, get a few different riders, and give you some feedback on which bike is best. I'm going to have some guys here in the studio to talk about it and get you guys dialed in because probably the two most asked-about 250F machines is the red bike and the blue bike. Lots of cool things about the blue bike, torque, suspension, and lots of cool things on the new CRF, which is chassis, a little bit more torque than last year on the Honda, so... A lot of benefits on the Honda, but we're going to shoot those things out and get those uh, results to you and opinions. And be on the lookout for me at the tracks. You're in Southern California. You see the van? Uh, hit me up. Come by. Let's talk about it. If you got questions, that's what we're here for. As always, we're an open-door policy here at keyforingtesting.com. We try to help as many people as we can. And if I don't get back to you for some weird reason through email, try me again a week later. Maybe it got lost in the shuffle or it goes to my junk email I'm pretty good about trying at least to get back to all you guys. And that's not saying I have the answers for every single one of them, but at least if I don't know, you'll get an email saying I don't know. So that's what I'm here to do to help you guys out. Hopefully uh, you spend your money in the right direction. All right, I'm off to the Pulp Show tomorrow. We'll see you guys uh, next week on this show. If not, we'll see you on the Pulp MX side. See you guys later.